Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. Roger Goodell will be announcing picks from his basement. Kinky. It is I... Rob Paul, a.k.a. the man who puts the nickel in Nickelback, shout out Chad Kroger, and with friend of the show for that, uh, for the new audience, of course. And with me, as always, is, these are getting lazier and lazier, AJ Ryan Pace Marchese. <laughs> Dude, that was, <laughs> no, that was, that, was, that was high concept, Rob. A lot of people aren't going to get it, but I got it. Yeah. Today, we're going to be counting down our top 10 nickel prospects. Wow. Uh, in in comping each nickel to our favorite Nickelback song that fits them, uh, and then uh, of course we'll jump into the NFC North's 2020 NFL draft plans. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, going out to Vegas maybe, looking for a young or a two don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way, where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune, or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection. Two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. You barely notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set up this system all by yourself. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour tops. And there's absolutely no trade-off to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch the police to your home at a moment's notice 24-7. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. Um, okay, so... Obviously, we're doing nickels because we're not old school people and base defense is nickels. So, um, if there weren't corners on our corner list last week, that should have been. I don't necessarily think there was. 
or there's not a safety on our safety list next week, it's because we see them as nickels. <laughs> I think I have one guy that would have cracked my corner list. I think I think so too. I, just one, um, maybe. maybe, maybe. I do have a safety who I a guy who some do see as a safety who would have been a top ten safety for me, but I see him more as a nickel. Interesting. I I, I have a yeah I have a safety that's I got as a nickel too. So. Generally speaking, uh, what do you look for in a nickel, AJ? Feistiness, Rob. I love it. A lot of the time, the guys we are calling nickels don't necessarily play predominantly nickel in college. It's like kind of projecting them to the inside, obviously. There are some guys in this group uh, who did mainly actually play nickel. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when you see a kind of a, an outside corner, let's say, who uh, possesses... A ton of feistiness, uh, willingness to come up, yep. maybe lacks some ideal outside corner size. I yep. generally immediately start viewing them as a nickel. Yeah, if they're like, you know, 5'10", 190-ish or smaller, and they got that uh, that dog in them, that's when I start uh, flipping them to old nickel. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're, the more um, college football kind of evolutionizes, the more often you see different types of players playing that overhang slash nickel type of role. So there Mm -hmm. are guys who like, there's some safeties in the safety, like Grant Delpit, for example, he played a lot down low, Brandon Jones at Texas as well. Yeah. Um, Guys like that. Uh, But you do more see those types as safeties at the next level anyway. Um, And then, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, Isaiah Simmons, technically. Like, he spends time at nickel as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there's guys who, there's guys like that. But these are guys who we see as, like, base nickels um, who are generally, yeah, just kind of, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Who's, who's uh, like, Kenny Moore on the Colts is the type of guy I'm looking for at nickel. I, I do have one guy that kind of ended up as nickel because I'm not sure if he's a true safety or not. Like, I'll, I'll talk about him. He's, he's in my top ten. I just, I don't, I don't know exactly where to put him. Other than that, you know what? We feels like this year we had a lot more true full time or majority full time nickels than uh, ever before. Really, I think that's part of like just the way football's going in general. Definitely, yeah, for sure. Um, this group's got some. I don't know that any will end up um, being top one hundred locks, but I, there there are some guys who I do have in my top one hundred. Uh, and I think there's a lot of interesting day three value. I I have a large group in the fourth round. I, I don't know about you. Me too. My headphones fell out, so I don't know what AJ's saying. <laughs> AJ, what'd you say? I said I have a large group in the fourth round. I don't know about you. And then I said me too. I don't know about you. Um, sorry about that. I was... Never mind what I was doing. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I see a lot of interesting guys in the early fourth, into the early fifth. Yeah, me Uh, too. Kind of, the thing is, though, outside of, like, the top ten guys I have, like, I don't, I don't see, like, a large number of specific nickels being drafted. Like, maybe, maybe we hit 12 at most. Yeah, I mean, I, I got... I have some guys that like I don't know if they'll be drafted, but I like. Mm-hmm. You well, know? that's the other thing too, because of some of these guys' lack of size or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, lack of athleticism, lack of true position. Some injury fall. concerns with these guys too. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but 
I do think there are three instant impact nickels. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the three guys who I, I see who could potentially go top 100. Although my number one nickel I thought was like kind of clearly considered a, a third round top 100 guy. And then I've been seeing him a lot lower on other people's boards. So maybe uh, I'm just a little uh, too into him. My, my top three guys are real like close to top 100 guys. Mm-hmm. And then my fourth is like an early fourth round. And then I got a big, like I said, big group in the fourth. Uh, my ninth guy's kind of on his own. And then there's a bit of a drop off. Yeah, my tenth guy's like, might not get drafted. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. But I, I even like the, I have the sixth and seventh round guys that I kind of like that I, I think are capable to make rosters. And again, like some, some of them have good talent. Some of them are just too small. Some of them have uh, tested really well. Like I, there's bits and pieces to all these guys, to be honest. And I think it's an interesting debate jumping into our superlatives here. Who you see highest floor, highest ceiling, things like that. And so, yeah. who do, who do you have with the highest floor? Highest floor for me is uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say it now, Rob. No, I won't spoil where he's on my ranking. But uh, Mike Robertson from Louisiana Tech. Okay. Who do you have? I have Terrell Burgess. Okay, I, I think he's in that conversation. I think. So. Yeah, go it's ahead. funny. Well, I was going to say I have a Meek Robertson for highest ceiling though. I have Darnay Holmes for my highest ceiling. And I have Darnay Holmes for my best bet. I have a Mick Robertson for my best bet. <laughs> I, I think for for me, and it sounds maybe for you, those are the clear top three nickels. They are my top three nickels, yeah. Like Those are the three guys who I could see ending up in uh, the top 100. Or in, me too. Uh, going in on day two. Um, the reason I go Burgess for highest floor mm-hmm. is more because he could be viewed as a safety. Yes. Um, whereas a guy like... Uh, Robertson is only going to be a nickel, mm-hmm. uh, or a guy like Holmes is probably only going to be a nickel. Whereas with Burgess, he spent time at Utah playing like too deep, yeah. uh, playing nickel, playing some uh, just box safety. Um, I, I think high high instincts, like high football IQ, tough nails. You, you um, know what's surprising when you watch Terrell Burgess's tape is that he's only a one year starter. You don't see that. I know. I think it's just because Utah had so much... DB talent? Yeah. Like, obviously, Jalen Johnson's a guy we've talked about. Uh, Javelin Guidry's a guy we probably are talking about today. Yeah. Like, Julian Blackman was a multiple-year starter for them. Yeah. They j- they've just had a lot of defensive talent in Utah, so I'm Blair guessing that's why. Yeah. yeah, good point. So, I, I'm guessing that's why he was only that one-year starter. Because, um, like you said, his, his IQ is great. He's got great field awareness. He does not look like a guy that's... He looks like a guy that's been starting for four years, to be honest. And, and I'm not going to be surprised... Or, or I wouldn't be surprised if he's the first of those three off the board just because of um, mm-hmm. kind of... I He seems like the type of guy a team falls in love with, and he doesn't have the same size concerns as Namik Robertson. Yeah. Or Holmes. For uh, Holmes is just really well, narrow. And, in, in, yeah, in injury history, and yeah. Burgess has special teams upside. He tested pretty well. He 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 wasn't spectacular at the Senior Bowl, but he like he was fine. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go in like the end of the third round. Yeah, no, for sure. That that's where I have him. And and that's kind of why I have him as a highest four. I think he contributes right away on special teams. Gives you um, value as a third safety or nickel. Um, like right away, yeah, and uh, just yeah, the instincts, the toughness, the the consistency as a tackler. Um, I just see, although I love Robertson Gnomes as well, I just think Burgess kind of has the least uh, 
working against him. Yeah, he, like like even though I think if this make this might not make sense to this, Rob, but I, even though I think Robertson has the highest floor, it feels like Burgess might be the safest. Does that make sense or is that stupid? It's stupid, but it's okay. People, the <laughs> listeners are used to it. Um, well, with with Amik Robertson, just jumping to him, um, yeah. I uh, he's hard not to fall in love with. For sure. I mean, like, uh, actually, funny enough, Burgess, one year starter. Robertson's a true junior, but uh, he's been a starter since he walked on campus. He has the most production of any nickel by like a mile. Fourteen career interceptions, which is like, like big time productions all three years. With, with 23 TFLs, he made so many plays. Yeah. Um, was it... I, th- I think it was the um, FAU game from 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like last he, year. He, had, he had like three TFLs. Yeah. See, like I remember like the summer tape. It was funny because like, he had that those explosive TFL plays. And then it kind of felt like they were using him as a safe guy versus a run, which we saw less in 2019, which I yeah. appreciated. Like, I don't know. Like, you throw in the Texas game. He was not scared by Colin Johnson, even though he's got what? There's a there's a couple times where he's playing just press man on the yeah. end. And, 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 and it's worth noting, he plays outside corner for Louisiana Tech. Like, he yeah. wasn't a guy. Like, Burgess played a lot of actual nickel. Yeah. Roberts was, like, their corner one on the outside. And there's multiple times against Colin Johnson and other big receivers. He's just strangling them at the line of scrimmage with his press. He's yeah. so aggressive, and I think that's why I love him, and I'm assuming that's why you love him. We Absolutely. love feisty feisty nickels. Absolutely. Um, and he's just an animal. It really sucks that he was banged up, so we didn't get to see him test at the combine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of what could work against him. But I'm seeing, like, Daniel Jeremiah, for example, um, just going back to how we repurpose his content. Yeah. Um, he... He was talking about Amik Robertson as a top 100 guy. I think he's a guy football guys are going to fall in love with despite only being 5'8", 187. I've seen a lot of people say, like, oh, Amik, I only have Amik Robertson, like, in the third round, but he's, like, one of my favorite players in the draft. Yeah. Okay, and I think that just comes back to the limitations like he, uh, he, with, he, with size and just not getting to see him test. Yeah, like, he had a four four five at the virtual pro day, so take that with a grain of salt, but... Actually, quickly going back to the Texas thing. Yeah, like he matched up on their tight end. It was like 6'5", 245, jammed the shit out of him, and then should have had interception but dropped it. Like, Yeah. He's so physical. And, like, I think his footwork is clean. His hips might be a little tight. But other than that, I, I think he's just got the he's highest floor. Yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, he's an instant impact, yeah. I think, nickel. And Agreed. it's funny that you're saying highest floor and I'm saying highest ceiling. Um, and <laughs> yeah. we both just love this guy. And uh, – yeah, like I, I don't know if a team needs a nickel and you're sitting there and pick ninety whatever in the third round. Like, yeah, it's hard to pass on him. I wouldn't be surprised to see Burgess end up going like kind of like top seventy even. Mm. Um, but like Robertson <clears throat> could go ahead of Darnay Holmes. I, I, I won't spoil my rankings, Rob. We'll get there later. <laughs> okay. Jeez. But uh, yeah, no, Meek Robertson's kind of like the perfect nickel in my yeah. head. No, I agree. Uh, you want to talk some Darnay Holmes over here, Rob? Yeah. So you said, did you have him for anything? I have him for my highest uh, ceiling. Okay. Um, he's a guy who had a lot of hype entering the year. Was kind of banged up. Didn't necessarily have the greatest season, mm-hmm. but obviously had a pretty big Senior Bowl week uh, and looked really good at the combine. Yeah. Um, he he is another guy who people seem to be all over the place on though. Like he's a guy who I'm seeing like going like like people talking like 
is he even a top 150 guy? Things like that. Um, obviously, with him, like, he's 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 5'10", 198, or 195. So, like, his he's size... Yeah, but he's just narrow, like you mentioned at the yeah. top. Um, There's no length to him at all, and, and he can he can uh, he can struggle with bigger guys, and that's why you're kicking yeah. him inside the nickel, obviously. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he's feisty as hell. He's got experience playing like all sorts of coverage, like press man, off zone. Um, I I think he has absolutely phenomenal feet. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know what? I think like. The high end flash plays with Holmes. It, there's more. They're they're higher end than the rest of the group for me. That's that's kind of why I have them high ceiling. But then he also yeah. has the, like like you said against bigger receivers he struggles. I think it was the Washington State game where he got beat deep twice, which you don't like yeah. at all. And like craftier release guys is going to struggle. But if he if he puts all like the big time plays together and like you said the technique is there. I think and, he'll fit better at nickel anyway. And obviously, like we said, yeah. he's playing outside at yeah. Yeah, at UCLA. Yeah, because he's got the quickness to play inside. He's got, like, really good recovery speed. Look, I like all three of these guys a lot. Me, me too. So, like, like they're my top three corners. I won't say the order. And they're all uh, – I have uh, my top two in the late third and my third one in the late third, early fourth. So, like, very close for me. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, if I had to pick a favorite, I think I'd say Amik Robertson. Just because me, – Me too. He's stupid aggressive to go with just – I don't know. Like, he could be such a force in the right defense, I think. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, I, again, I agree with you. I think he's the most plug-in play ready as his true nickel. Yeah, and then Burgess kind of offers the most versatility yeah. uh, between position and special teams upside. And then Holmes, yeah. Um, I think at the end of the, the day, what makes me think Holmes is the best bet is he is – the best in a combination of playing man and zone. Like like I said, mm-hmm. he's played multiple coverages. He's a technician with his feet. I think he's got the best feet of the group. Um, he's pretty fluid. I also love how 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 much of a dog he is. Yeah, like he is just shit talking all day long. He did it the Senior Bowl into into the combine. Yeah, big time swagger. I know. I, I think those like I, it'd be hard to argue against those top three for me. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I think I think that's where it gets interesting. Is at four and like yeah. and so on and whatnot. Uh, okay, who's your value pick? So like in this, like, when we're doing nickels, value pick sleeper and deep sleeper are kind of hard to choose. Mine are all like similar graded guys, and like two of them probably won't get drafted. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I think I try to cheat. I, my value pick is in my top ten, but he's kind of alone in his own group own grouping. I, I went with the affirmation javelin Gidry for my value pick. Uh, he's he's in my top ten as well. Okay, uh, it's just like who, like how many guys are we gonna? I'll split, who, who's your no, no 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 that's fine. Mine's Shaheem Carter. Okay, I, I'm not a fan, but we'll we'll talk. Well, the, but he's my value pick because I think he goes undrafted and adds special teams. <laughs> Do you have, I have a draft like I have a seventh round grade on him. I don't hate him, but like yeah, G- G- Gidry's a guy who I think could go um, anywhere from the fifth to the seventh round. Obviously, that forty-year dash really kind of yeah. helped the stock. He's got a ton of athletic upside. Um, he he's again. We mentioned that Utah secondary. He was kind of forgotten, but I was surprised he declared. I kind of Me liked too. him over the summer. Um, decent ball production, multiple-year starter as like a true nickel type of player. Yep. Um, I I I do think, despite the lack of size, like he's got enough aggressiveness 
Um, and the, just the raw upside with the athleticism, obviously, is pretty interesting in yeah. the middle rounds. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I have a fifth on him. I uh, like like you said, all the upside there that you mentioned. Uh, his instincts are really lacking, so you got to coach him up with there. But man, like again, like he, he ran a four two nine, so that's crazy. But he also just so natural, easy, fluid mover mm-hmm. on the field. So you, you think like you can just coach him up really easily. Also, he's got all the tools to be a really high end gunner, which. I always appreciate, it. and like you said, he's 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 a he's more of a drag down tackler, but he's more than willing, which which is good. So I think like if you just get him in, uh, let him play special teams early, coach him up, uh, you got a potential starting nickel. Yeah, uh, Shaheem Carter's like all the opposite. He's not very athletic. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's what's holding him back. But what I do like about him is the IQ, the instincts, the physicality, yeah. the consistency as a tackler, and I just see a special teams guy there, and he's a guy who. Last year, watching Alabama guys, I'd always see him kind of, like, make a play around the line of scrimmage. Like, he eats up bubble screens and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he'd always catch my attention. Obviously, not that great of an athlete. Um, but uh, I, th- I think uh, as a core special teams guy, he's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's I, like, I have a late draft on him because of his special teams ability. And like you said, really good instincts, high IQ football player. Uh, okay, who's your sleeper? I went with Levert Hill. Which I maybe a little chintzy, but no, that's fine because he's okay. a guy who might not get drafted. Exactly, I I do have a draftable grade on him. I have a what do I have on him? He has a draftable grade on every nickel. Apparently. I do. I like this. <laughs> uh, Lavert Hill, another interesting case. Played uh, outside of Michigan. He's five ten, one ninety, with like th- almost thirty one inch arms, but looks smaller, which is kind of weird. Uh, you throw on the tape, you know he's not a great athlete, but he plays so physical. It's it, He plays so much press, he's effective at doing so. I, I think another guy with good instincts sees the, feet, uh, the field really well, um, just really uh, aware in doing everything. And, like, like he's not a good athlete. He's going to struggle with speed. He's going to struggle down the field. But even then, you, you see, like, some big pass breakups, 9T down the field. So, like, there's some of the flashes. And I think he, he plays the football really well. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, just okay against the run because you know, being playing outside. So if he can move inside, which I think he has to at the next level, um, and just become a better run defender, uh, I think you got something to work with down the road. I'm gonna stick in that uh, in the great conference of the Big Ten. Amen. And go with John Reed from Penn State. Yeah, uh, he, he's he's my tenth ranked nickel. I think he's got a good shot at getting drafted, especially with the combine he had. Yeah, surpri- surprisingly good. Re- really solid athlete who mm-hmm. consistent tackler on tape. He played outside for Penn State and a little bit of inside. Like he kind of they moved him around a little bit. I I'm just gonna bet on that uh, um, athletic upside yeah. along with the the like against Pitt. He's making like every tackle. He's flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. He obviously lacks size, but. I don't know. He he looks like reminds me a little bit of Anthony Averett when he's coming to Alabama. So that's a good one. I, I have a six on him. I uh, I do. I like the tools. Again, he's my tenth guy, but th- there's a big jump from ten to the rest of the group. Uh, no, there's the tools are there. Like I think his feet are pretty good. He be backpedals well, and I think like short and underneath routes, uh, mid routes. He he does a really good job, especially in zone, kind of cleaning all that up. The longer the route goes on, the more he kind of struggles, but. Again, with he tested very well. Ran a four four nine, a great cone at at six nine five. I'll put all those together. It's a guy you kind of want to bet on. Yeah, no, I have him uh, kind of in the seventh round area. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like him. Who's your super sleeper? Uh, 
it's a guy that many forgotten about. I think we both appreciate him over the summer. Kendall Vilder's teammate at Georgia Southern. Moncavian Brinson, who just... <laughs> I haven't heard his name since the summer. Uh, but you go back and watch his tape. Uh, I think there's something there, man. He's, he's 5'10", 180, played outside. Um, didn't get invited to any all-star games or combine. You know he's not the best athlete. He's tight in the hips. But he's another guy that's just so feisty. He plays with a swagger. His instincts are really good. Um, he's, he's, I think he's a decent enough athlete in, uh, in short area. And another guy, like a solid tackler, good IQ, um, works his ass off, like getting to the running back in short routes. So it's a guy that I, there's no chance he gets drafted, but I, uh, I think there's a lot there. If you go back and watch that tape, he looks like a really good football player. And even, even so like watching the LSU game and watching opposite Kendall, Kendall Wilder, uh, he's making plays. I'm going to go back to the Big Ten for my super sleeper uh, with Chris Williamson from Minnesota. Interesting. Okay. I, I've seen like a couple people uh, throw his name out there, so that's interesting. So he's a guy who played like predominantly inside at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a great athlete, and he wasn't invited to the combine or anything, but pretty well-built guy, good size, six foot, 199, um, at his best uh, playing around the line of scrimmage, playing zone. They used him almost like a dime linebacker specifically. Mm-hmm. And that that's where I see him projecting at the next level. Special teams guy who can be a, a like a 6DB, a dime linebacker type. Kind of like, like kind of reminds me a little bit of how Pittsburgh's using Cam Sutton. Um, really good tackler. Uh, and and uh, I'm surprised he wasn't invited to combine. Interesting. Yeah, I, like I said, I've seen some people like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, not a lot, but, but draftable. Who's your wild card? Kind of struggle with this pick, so I went to the the guy I alluded to earlier, where I'm not sure what his true position is. Uh, Kayvon Wallace from Clemson. Do Do you even have him as a nickel? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So you throw him on, and first of all, he, he tested extremely well, which is kind of surprising. Uh, great three cone, uh, four five three forty. Uh, played like that blend of like big nickel and true safety, but he, he, his hips are way too tight. <laughs> For, for like a deep safety. You see him on the ground a lot, which I don't like. Um, but but you bring him close to the line of scrimmage and like... He's a really good tackler. Yeah, the burst when he's working downhill is so impressive. Flashes like the instincts. I think it was an Ohio State game where he uh, he should have had to pick six. He just broke on um, from like eight yards out on... K, I think it was KJ Hill on a short route. So like the, the, the burst of him going downhill, he's in my top ten. I'm, I'm pretty high on him. Me too. But, but again, I just... I. I'm not sure what his true position is, and I I put him at nickel. Would you be surprised if he ended up getting picked in the third round just with the combination of multi-year starter pedigree at Clemson, the athletic testing, the size? Yeah, I wouldn't. I do do like him, and he's flashy on tape. Um, you You just have to have a plan for him. Yeah, I think he, he should be a, just a nickel at the next me, level. Like, me, take yeah. advantage of, make him a bully at nickel. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, like, if he, if he was 20 pounds heavier, he'd be like like a like a, like a a linebacker almost. He plays like that. But, yeah, I think, like, just coach him up, let him be a true nickel. That's kind of what you're, you're dealing with him. Uh, I'm, again, going to the Big Ten for my wild card. <laughs> uh, Michigan State's Josiah Scott. Okay, I, I'm pretty high on him, Rob. Lacks size, obviously, so that's why he's projected inside at the next level. Tested yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, Two-year starter at Michigan State, who's known for producing pretty solid NFL talent at DB. Injury uh, history. 
Injury history, yes. Big, the athletic upside. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's really fluid, mm-hmm. clean feet. Uh, what he lacks is, like, the reason he's kicking inside is struggling with bigger receivers. He's, yeah, uh, he, he's got a really small wingspan like uh, like Holmes mm-hmm. does. He's going to miss tackles. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer him in, like, as off-zone style of nickel. Um, mm-hmm. Don't love him man coverage. Don't think he has the greatest instincts, but just the what he could be. Uh, I like he's a guy who I think is gonna move up board. Like he's not getting out of the fourth round, but uh, he could also like yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up in the third round. Me, me neither. And then I kind of have him in that. I, I have an early fourth round grade on him. Yeah, like he's of these nickels. I don't the way I have it ordered like is super not the way I think it gets picked. Yeah, I know, and like. But you know it's hard because they're kind of all over the place, and we don't know where exactly Although, teams want to play these guys either, right? I'll say this: I think my the my top five will be the first. My top five nickels will be the first five nickels taken. I just don't think it's going to be in the order I have it. All right, I I don't think my top five will be the first five. Taken. I think, like I think, like I wouldn't be shocked if Josiah Scott's the first nickel. I wouldn't be surprised if Kavon Wall's the first nickel, mm-hmm. or like any of the three guys we already talked about. It's just kind of all over the place. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with you. And then it kind of drew after, like, again, my after my, like, top nine, it falls off a cliff. Yeah, me <laughs> yeah me too. That's why, like, John Reed's 10 through me, and I have a sixth round grade on him. And then uh, yeah. Gidry's my nine, I've got a fifth on him. And then. Do you have, like, a. you How many nickels do you have draftables on? Uh, I have, like, nine. No, I, I've got, like, 13. Big fan of this nickel class. I like it. Yeah, I just I see a lot of like low key value with like like your Shaheem Carter, like late round guy that I think could play some specials. Like even like Graylin Arnold, like good good punt returner this year. Mm-hmm. Not, not I'm not a big fan. I'm just saying. It sounds like you're a big fan. <laughs> he's he's my th- fourth nickel. No, I'm kidding. All right. Uh, okay. Um, and best bet you said who? Robertson. And I say Darnay Holmes. Okay. All right, you want to uh, go 10-6? to six? Let's do it. Like I said, number 10 for me is John Reed. Uh, early mid-six-round grade. Uh, number nine is Javelin Gidry, kind of by himself. Finish your drink. Hey, in the fifth. Uh, like early fifth. I like him. And then we move to the guys I, I kind of all group in the fourth round. Number eight, kind of. I think another guy people are kind of all over on, uh, Trajan Bandy from Miami. Got a late fourth on him. Uh, number seven, still love him. Another guy. People are kind of all over the place. Kendall Vilder. I still got in the fourth round, uh, mid late fourth round, and then we get into the big boys. Uh, number six for me is Kayvon Wallace, mid fourth round grade. Low on Kayvon Wallace. Damn. I, I like him. He's he's very close to my number five. Uh, okay, here's my ten. Is uh, Florida State's Levante Taylor. Mm. Uh, Two oh eight on my board. Ladarius Web Pro Comp. Sick. Get ready for the best pro comps I've done. <laughs> By the way, nine Javelin Gidry, hundred ninety second on my board. Leotis McKelvin Pro Comp. I like that one. Eight Kendall Vilder, Georgia Southern, hundred seventieth on my board. Tracy Porter Pro Comp. Nice. Seven Trajan Bandy of the U, hundred fifty fourth on my board. Robert Alfred Pro Comp. Uh, and then six, Javaris Davis of Auburn, 140th on my board, Tim Jennings Pro Comp. Okay. Uh, who do you want to start with? We, we've done Gidry, we've done John Reed. Bandy? 
Yeah, let's do Bandy. I like Bandy. He's fun. Me too. I I liked him more than I thought I was going to, to be honest. Like I think he's <laughs> he's probably goes in like the fifth round ish. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. He's first but, of all, he's a shade under five eight, and he's only yeah, eighty. He, he's quite small, but he plays much bigger than he is. Very yeah. aggressive dude. He yeah. likes to bang around this line of scrimmage. Um, Lay some big time hits. <laughs> hmm. He he like he could go undrafted because he's so small. Also though. Yeah. Like but that's he, why. But I I don't know. He I think he's got pretty good instincts. He. Um, he's got good eyes in zone. He, he'll he'll bang down. He's feisty as hell. Um, his body looks pretty well put together for his size, though. I agree. I didn't think he would be as small as he came in at. No, like he, he like I said, he's small. He's short, but he's not slight. Like he, some of these other guys are a lot uh, more rail thin than he is. Yeah, no, that's true. Josiah Scott's tiny. Yeah, I like him, but yeah, and like like he's got the speed to carry uh, guys downfield. He ran a four or five flat. Uh, I, he, he liked the burst when to close distance between him and the football, both ball carrier and when the ball's in the air. There's mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot to build on there. Yeah, pretty much. You probably go in the fifth round, but I, I think you got a guy that could be a starting nickel down the road. Yeah, I think so too. I like him. Uh, day day three is a good spot to find nickels too. I feel like that's mm-hmm. just I because a lot of the time they're smaller guys who are slept on because they're smaller. You end up finding a lot of like a lot of the best nickels in the league come on day three or undrafted like i already mentioned kenny moore that was a guy who went undrafted yeah um tavon young comes to mind bryce callahan guys like that really like really important football players their team yeah uh, that sounds like aj's joking i don't what no i wasn't just sound like a joke oh you're no, laughing. I don't know. I'm being very serious okay good mike hilton my boy in pittsburgh undrafted there you go bam um who else do you want to talk about here levante taylor Go for P- it. PFF God two years ago. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Remember, the hype was so big a couple years ago. Yeah, well, he was, he, was, he was, what, a five-star? I'm pretty sure, yeah. And, like, he started out as a corner. Yeah. And, yeah, I think as a true sophomore, had a really big year by PFF standards or something, and so there's mm-hmm. a lot of hype around him. Then was banged up as a junior uh, and kind of played more inside, then moved to safety as a senior. So what I'm seeing here is a guy who, oh, like, he wasn't even invited to the combine. That's how far he fell. First yeah, of all, yeah. Um, but no, he's a guy who I think you get undrafted, uh, who's got a lot of starting experience in big time moments at Florida State. Um, smooth athlete, pretty good ball skills. Honestly, I think it's like he's probably got bad medicals because he got injured so much. And he, um, he's he's very small too. He's yeah. Almost he's 5'9", a, 176. He's a guy who I I would be signing priority free agent um, yep. because of the fluidness. Uh, and, um, like, I like him in zone. Like, playing off zone is how I would use him. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's someone who lacks the feistiness that I like in a nickel, generally. Yeah. Um, the more I think about it, I should probably have John Reed at 10, not him. Uh, trying but, to copy me, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, like... I don't know. I don't, I don't have a lot of conviction here. I think 10, the more <laughs> I talk about it. Hey, you know who's fun to talk about? Kendall Vilder. You want to talk about him? Yeah, he's a kind of... He, I mean, he's the, he's the star of the the group. Like People have been talking about him for a while. Yeah, I loved him in the summer. Uh, moved him down a bit, but not too far from where I had him. Like Good, uh, aggressive athlete. I, I was surprised how well he tested the combo. He ran a 4-4-4, under 1-5 split, uh, really well-rounded 
top to bottom, had a good spark. And I, I think like he's he's another guy that's well built, at, like 5'10", 191, but long arms. He looks put together, very strong. And uh, yeah, he's like he like he's a solid tackler, not great. I think he reads the plays pretty well, and he's feisty. Like he's always trying to get the football uh, away from the receiver. I, I think he's technically sound. I like Vilder, but yeah. Yeah, he's a guy who I think probably goes in the fifth round as well. Mm-hmm. Him and Bandy are kind of around the same tier in my yeah. eyes. Yeah. Um, do you have Javaris Davis in your top ten? Or yeah. Top? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So we'll just we'll just wait on that. Then you want to go five to one then? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, number five for me. Speaking of is Javaris Davis. Him and him and Wallace are really tight for me. So they're kind of just in their own in their own uh, grouping there. And then number four for me, Josiah Scott from Michigan State. Uh, Early fourth round grade on him, and then we got the big dogs at the top. And I, it's interesting which order I think people have it in, but they're all really close for me. Uh, number three for me is Darnay Holmes, late third, early fourth round grade. Number two for me is Trail Burgess, true late third, and then Mika Robertson's at the top, also late third. All, all three guys are really close for me. This is our least amount of matchups. We have one finisher drink in our whole top ten. Interesting. Uh, okay, so for me, um, five is Josiah Scott. 132nd on my board, Orlando Scandrick, Pro Comp. Four, Kavon Wallace, uh, 111th on my board with an Aaron Williams, Pro Comp. Uh, three is Terrell Burgess, 96 on my board with a Desmond King, Pro Comp. Two is Amik Robertson, 86th on my board with a Kenny Moore, Pro Comp. And one is Darnay Holmes, 76th on my board with a Pac-Man Jones, Pro Comp. Sick. <laughs> Uh, Javaris Davis, let's, let's talk about him. Uh, he was kind of your your boy to start. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Um, really small. Yes. But he's kind of like a bullet. He's got he's got impressive athleticism, explosion. Uh, he's not afraid to get tangled up around the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going to knock him again? Size 5'8", 183. But tested well. I like him in man coverage. I, I think he's got pretty good ball skills. Um, he's going to probably go in like a lot of these guys are going to go in like the fifth sixth round yeah i think that's probably where he ends up going um again i I think he he's a guy who could instant impact uh on special teams just because of the athleticism like as a gunner you talked about gidry as a gunner i could see javaris davis owning that role as well and he's a guy who's got some swagger and some attitude Mm -hmm. to him uh so yeah i uh I love his feet, to be honest. They're really quick. They're really quiet. He's a really jittery guy. Yeah, he is. I think he's like he's got really good patience. He's got really good body control. I, I like all of that. And then you see the top end speed. He ran a four three nine, like you alluded to. Played inside and outside at Auburn. So he's got like he's obviously full time inside in the NFL. But at least he, he did it. Four at year starter too. I think um, he's the only four year starter in this group. Interesting. Um, yeah, and then like I, he's a solid tackler. I think he's gonna be a good special teams guy. I I don't think he's plug and play or anything, but uh, no. But uh, quite honestly, how many of these guys uh, do do you think more than the top three guys are plug and play potentially? Mm, no. Like I think Kavon Wallace could find a role because of what he is, but like not as a plug and play nickel. Yeah, no, I agree. And like, no, I I like Scott's the closest after those yeah. guys. And he's a guy who, again, just might as well talk him a little bit here. Yeah, let's do is it. because of the athletic upside, he could end up going pretty early compared to some of these other guys, yeah. and almost be forced into a plug and play role. I think he's really, really raw, and 
I wouldn't want to throw him in there right away. Like, imagine throwing him, although he's a great athlete, um, throwing it, like, I would just run the ball at him. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, throwing him in, let's say they're playing the Titans, like, just yeah. run at him, and he'd be matching up with a guy like Adam Humphreys, things like that. When you just think about a guy who's playing predominantly nickel, like, they mm-hmm. have to be willing. And that's just, that's kind of one worry I have with him, despite the athletic upside. He's really raw. Um, yeah. Technical, technical, not like his technique isn't bang on. Yeah, and he, he he doesn't necessarily sniff out the 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 plays in front of him. And I think you could just attack him if he was thrown into the fire like that. Yeah, like he flashes it sometimes. Like sometimes you see him dip blocks really well, and make the tackle, but it, it's 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 very inconsistent. I, yeah, like I'm just comparing everybody almost to Amik Robertson because he's stupid aggressive against that stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> uh, who do you want to do next? Well, let me let me talk about Wallace real quick. No, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so I have him 111th. So that's like borderline, nearly third round area, mm-hmm. uh, top of the fourth round. I think he, he like you mentioned his hips being tight. I don't think he has great feet, but he's super aggressive around the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Real like, I think probably the most consistent tackler in this group. Most like one of the hardest hitters too. Yeah, like he's an aggressive dude. Um, he he might like he he's similar to Burgess. He could be like a third safety slash nickel type, yeah, uh, larger nickel type. Um, he's like you don't want to play him back in a two de- deep thing. Like you want like Kenny Vaccaro esque almost. Yeah, no, that's that's a good role for him. I agree. that just popped into my head. Yeah, the way the Titans use Kenny Vaccaro is probably how you you should use Kevon Wallace. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like he's a nickel, but he's not. It's it's I'm kind stealing, of funny. I'm stealing that comp from myself. <laughs> what you what would you comp it for, Wallace? Aaron Williams, who okay, I love. So, so, yeah, the Kvac comp is more is a little more uh, a little better. Um, yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot to like. Like it's like like when he's coming downhill, he's a fucking beast. Like like he like he's so f- athletic. First of all, coming down and then. Just yeah, co- coming forward, he's an explosive athlete. It's just, yeah. yeah, you worry about him moving backwards, playing deep, the fluidity in his hips, um, yeah. the overall footwork, like missteps and whatnot. That's why he's be- his best in, like, an overhang Kenny Vaccaro, big nickel, yeah. playmaker on a last room drill. Yeah, um, like, just, like, leave him in zone and let him try to keep everything in front of him kind of kind of deal. Yeah, and, like, just hopping into all Burgess, like, he can offer some of that. He's not the same... Uh, banger as a yeah. tackler, but he's he is quite aggressive and he's a consistent tackler. He can do that. Um, it, the the funny thing is, like in my, in my mind, Kevon Wallace is so much bigger than Terrell Burgess, but in reality, they're about <laughs> the same size. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so Burgess can offer you some of that uh, bang around like Kenny Vaccaro style big nickel role, he, but he yeah. he's also a more fluid athlete for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, who who can give you more in coverage. Uh, and I think he he is the best. Uh, he probably is the best instincts of the group. Burgess is more um, like savvy around the line of scrimmage, where Wallace is more of like a big hitter. Like, like Burgess works yeah. off blocks really well. He uses his hands really well, and then he's like, he's not gonna lay anyone out, but he's a really, really, really solid rap tackler. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't miss a lot of tackles. He makes a lot of plays at the line of scrimmage and in the backfield. Just uh, like but, our boy Amik Robertson. Exactly. So, and again, like I think. He, he, he's probably, like, the safest because I, I think he, all the tools are there. And like you said, he's a better athlete. Even though he didn't test as well, he's just more fluid than uh, than Wallace is. Mm-hmm. 
And then with like if Amik Robertson was bigger, he would be, have so much more hype. I know. I I think he's gonna go in the third round. I think you're gonna. Have I a think fun so to too. Michael. Yeah. The fact like he reminds me just so much of Kenny Moore, who I think is one of the most underrated guys in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The Colts nickel for uh, people who don't know. Um, just such an ultra aggressive guy with great instincts. Obviously, we talked about the ball production already. Yeah. Um, the only thing really you worry about is the combination of size and the injury. Uh, this, but like it, not like injuries were really an issue. They just held him out of the combine. So mm-hmm. no, yeah. you're just kind of concerned about his overall athleticism. Yeah, no, for sure. But like he, he looks like a pretty smooth athlete. I, I don't yeah. think he's a high end athlete or anything. But he's good enough for what you want at nickel, I think. Yeah, and like four he's got good five. short area quickness. Yeah, like he ran the four for five, but like uh, we'll call that a four five two maybe, like which is fine with fine. me. Fine, yeah. yeah. And then Dar- Darnay, obviously, he's my one. He's your three, or They're, your two? No, three. I got Burgess three. in between. Yeah, right. Um, I think with him, it's. Like, I think he's the most, uh, like, he can play the most coverages. That's, Mm -hmm. he, but he doesn't have the same instincts as the other, uh, as Robertson or Burgess. He's not the same aggressive guy around the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, but I think he's got the most coverage upside because of how he is, he's got, uh, a little more size than, uh, Robertson, a, a little more, um, Athleticism than Burgess. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's he's more twitchy than Burgess. Yeah, twitchy. Um, and, and I just love his feet. Yeah, no, for sure. Like very balanced, and like maybe maybe not the most aggressive, like feisty run defender guy, but like we he's, talked he's, about earlier, yeah. he's got that swagger that he just that translates to mm-hmm. all facets like I, of this game. Yeah, I think Holmes, Robertson, Bridges are the clear top three in whatever order that. Like, you kind of want, and who, like, for example, like, Holmes might be the best coverage guy if that's what you prefer, but Amik Robertson might be just the most disruptive of the three, and Burgess is doing the most of the three, and it's kind of just like pick pick your poison. I, I think right? your top five guys are the first five nickels off the, off the board. That's what I said. I just don't know what order it goes. Yeah, yeah. I see where I, I got Davis just a smidge over Wallace because I don't know. He's fun. I like him a lot. No, I get it, I, and I. But I, I, like the NFL, yeah, no, I agree. Well, just because the size thing, yeah, and again the Clemson thing. Uh, I also just I forget that like Kaval Moss is one of those guys who I went in like not totally knowing what to expect, and then came out. And I was just like that was such a pleasant surprise for me. Mm-hmm. No, I agree for sure. I hope it's the same thing next week with Tanner Muse. <laughs> you know what? We might be going back and uh, putting him in, at linebacker. Rob. My prediction. Uh, I heard uh, he didn't someone comp him to Thomas Davis or something. So that's sick. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, that's the nickel group. Next week we'll hit safeties and then we'll hit specialists as well. We get we got like a, a two three shows next week or something. Yeah, two shows we, next week. I don't know. Uh, yeah, something like that. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but before before we say goodbye, uh, let's do some NFC North draft preview really quick. Uh, AJ, take it away with the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, two second-round picks, and that's it. Uh, 43rd overall. Uh, I got them a corner. I got them Trevon Diggs, who was another guy, as we talked about last week. Kind of What number is the pick, sorry? 43. You know what's funny? I've seen 
just since we talked about Trevon Diggs, I've seen him mocked 17th overall to the Cowboys. Yeah. I've also seen that he's a day three guy now. Yep, I've seen both of those. So who the fuck knows where he's going? Uh, for me, he's more like in the 50s. But the, the, I think he fits the Bears really nice. Get his length, get his uh, ball skills out there on the outside. They, they need a guy. So get him at 43. Especially because like, the way we've done this, a lot of the corners are already off the board or accounted for at least at this point well, you, you know what the nfl.com i forget who wrote the article but they were doing the best the the two best picks for every team with their first two picks or whatever to, regardless of what round mm-hmm. and like they were just like reusing the same guys the like christian fulton went like four times it's like well okay but then what's the point it's 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 not fine like i like the way we did it this year where if we have a little bit of overlap it's no big deal but i, I tried to shy away from it yeah yeah uh and then they got picked number 50 uh, I got them an interior off to Lyman. Uh, my favorite guard, kind of at the end of the second round, Robert Hunt from ULL. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, you kick him inside, and then uh, obviously, um, well, Fisher, no, Long. Are you retired. okay? Kyle, Kyle Long retired. <laughs> yeah, so they need to replace him, kick him inside. That, that becomes a really fun uh, quick replacement in the interior. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Uh, that's that's all their picks because Ryan Pace is confused. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, Detroit Lions. Um, this these two teams have some bad GMs. Uh, okay, I put it on my Bob Quinn hat. Third it. overall. If I don't trade out, just just take Jeff Okuda. Correct. Um, best corner in the draft. Plug and play number one guy. Could be the Stephon Gilmore for. Uh, Patricia trying to reinvent the Patriots. So there you go. Mm-hmm. They're interesting at 35. Um, I don't know that Ross Blacklock will be there, but this is kind of the range I have him. Yeah, me too. But I've, I mean, I've seen him go as high as like 16 in mocks. Yeah. Because who knows? Um, so, but if he's there, they need uh, like that that gap shooting three tech to stick next to Danny Shelton, just a playmaker who can kind of move around the the defensive line, wins with leverage, big explosion. Uh, I think be a really interesting fit uh, up front for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then third round, sixty seventh, they have obviously Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay on the outside, and Damian Danny Amendola on the inside. But I think adding a, like, you probably want Danny Amendola as your fourth guy. So adding a big slot like Van Jefferson here I think would be a really nice fit for Matt Stafford. Um, a, a guy who is one of the best route runners in the class. I think he's got a little more juice downfield than, than people give him credit for, too. Yeah. Uh, he's one of my favorite players. I Like, I think he can be a Cooper Cup, like, instant impact type of slot. Me too. Uh, and then 85th, this is the pick they got from the Eagles uh, for Darius Slay. So... It's uh, not a great that they probably shouldn't have done that, but anyway, good, good on the Eagles. Imagine slaying Okuda together; it'd be pretty nasty. Yeah, Bob Quinn couldn't. Um, so they're going to take a running back here. Kieran Johnson's been a little injured and up and down. Yeah. Uh, if Patricia's just trying to be the Patriots, you want a, a pass catching running back in that rotation. Darrington Evans from Appalachian State. It's early, but this is kind of the range of seeing people talk about him going. He gives you an explosive like runner who can rip off big chunk runs and then add something in the passing game. I, I think that's a nice fit with Carry On. It's it, it's early, but yeah, I mm-hmm. like the fit. Yeah, agreed. 
Um, okay, go ahead with the Packers. Brian Gutekunst. <laughs> Green Bay. I'm keeping this one pretty simple. You've probably seen all three of these names uh, in multiple mocks for the Packers. I'm not changing things up here. Uh, at 30, get the best receiver who's on the board. Uh, I'm taking Jalen Rager here because we haven't drafted him yet. It might be Denzel Mims. I think if you get one of those it's, two. It's, it, or, or even if it's Brandon you just get the best yeah. explosive playmaker available. I think you're happy, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, th- those are my th- order, like Rager, um, Mims, and Ayuk. But if you get one of them, I, I think you're happy here for sure. Uh, Rager is my favorite fit of the three. But, yeah, exactly, just explosive playmaker. They, they need it. I know they shot a bunch of picks in the dark the last couple of years at receiver. Uh, only MVS is kind of picked up. But, yeah, they, they, Rager's going to come in and be productive immediately for them. Uh, at 62, they need linebacker help. Uh, only second linebacker I like is Malik Harrison from Ohio State. Like plug him, yeah, plug and play him in the middle. That's that's another slam dunk. And uh, Green Bay Packers finish this off. I, I got them their true nickel. Boom! It, it works with the show. Meek Robertson, put put him in there at nickel, and your your the back end of your defense is pretty rock solid. Ooh, that'd be fun. Meek Robertson and Jair Alexander make it for the feistiest corner duo in the league and yeah and savage like that's 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 a lot of fun and adrian amos yeah exactly that's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a secondary uh okay i'm putting on my chris spielman's brother's hat that's how i refer to rick of course as you should um okay first round 22nd overall the pick they got from the bills for uh stefan diggs get the best receiver denzel mims uh i think will probably would make the most sense here for them. Um, can play outside, gives you a downfield threat. Who wins fifty fifty balls, contested catch guy. I like it, it's uh, again similar to how you describe the Packers. It's kind of like whoever like the best one there, the best pass catcher there. Uh, agreed, and I think to be honest, Mims might make a little more sense for them than Rager does. Not that I like Rager more, but me too. Yeah, yeah I not. I, I'm just trying to defend your pick here. <laughs> no, it's a good pick. But I just knew that Rager be like you wanted him, so exactly. I was just kind of respecting. Thank you, I appreciate it. And then 25th, like I think everyone's kind of 22 and 25 are receiver and corner in some order for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go Jalen Johnson of Utah here. I think he's a great fit uh, for what they do. Um, yep. Just let him chuck people around the line of scrimmage. Uh, I also had Jeff Gladney already go last week to the Chiefs. Or two weeks ago, or whatever. Um, I th- if if they're going corner here, I like I think AJ Terrell and Jalen Johnson are both interesting fits here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sounding more and more like both could end up in the first round. But again, yep. the corner class is all over the place. Yeah, like I mean, the Noah I hype is all over the place too. I have to think we've I, seen that's so weird to me. Like I, I, we talked about him last week. Obviously, like both of he was both our corner ten, right? Yeah, a uh, late third round guy for me. Like. I just, I could not, I don't see first round guy there, especially with like some of these other, like if Christian Fulton's going to fall to the second round, like, yeah, I, I know, crazy. you know what I, to be honest, I kind of love the fit of him at 94 to the Packers, but uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, and this might not happen either, but if he's there, 58th, uh, Isaiah Wilson, the Georgia offensive tackle to the Vikings. I like that. He gives them a couple options. I think he's better as a guard. So I think that that's a possibility. Um, or maybe Riley Reef moves to guard mm-hmm. and he comes in, um, plays tackle. 
I think I would I would put him at guard over Pat Elfline, who's been not very good. Yeah. Um, and he gives you just an absolute run mauler. We know they want to run the ball. Uh, I think he'd be a really interesting fit at guard for them. So that's that. Mm-hmm. And in the third round, I'm going to go dig out. They've got uh, two picks with a comp. So I'm going to go D-line back-to-back. Um, Everson Griffin is likely out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he He's open to resounding, but if he doesn't, Bradley and I are from Utah. Um, not the greatest athlete, but great hand fighter. Actually reminds me of Everson Griffin. I think he'd be a nice, physical, um, ag- aggressive, high-motor guy opposite Daniel Hunter. I think that's a good fit, too. And then 105. This might be a bit rich, but I know you're into him, too. So, McTelvin Ajim from Arkansas. Yeah, I do like him. That it, it might be a. It's not that rich for me, to be honest. Well, I was thinking about it. It was like he's got of the D tackles who would be available there. He's got the most athletic upside, and the flashiest okay. plays, and they need like that kind of gap shooting three tech here, and uh, like give me him, not like a Raekwon Davis here. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know I I like that to be honest. Yeah, I thought I, I it was more about fit than. Uh, where I'd necessarily value Jim, but well, like he, I, like I don't think he's getting into the fourth round anyway. No, I, I he's like one twenty-ish on my big board. Yeah, so it's like not like a massive reach. No, no, no. I, again, and I, I, I like the upside with him. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, next, uh, next show we will do safeties and we will do NFC South, mm-hmm. and then we'll do specialists in NFC West, and then we'll do a final mock draft before the big day. Wow, I'm fucking excited. Me too. The more we talk about it, though, the less I'm sure things will happen. Like the I'm... corner group and the receivers, and it's all just big mess that Roger Goodell will be uh, walking us through in his basement. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>